0: In the name of God, the only sure foundation, Amen. (laughs) Look the people say to Jesus, look how beautiful our temple is. Look how it's adorned with carvings, look at all the silver and gold, all the precious gifts given to honor our God. By all accounts, the temple during Jesus' time was spectacular. At the time that this story takes place, Herod the Great, who you might remember from his starring role in The Christmas Story, had just completed a dramatic rebuilding of the entire temple complex in what was one of the largest building projects in the world in the entire first century. Herod effectively cut a mountain into a square foundation for the temple. Lining this platform with stones that were taller than a human being, some of them weighing up to 100,000 pounds. The doors to the temple gate were 50 feet tall and 25 feet wide, covered with gold leaf that must have sparkled in the sun. All the silver and gold and precious jewels won by Israel in battle since the time of King David would have been stored in the treasury. And foreign rulers who visited would have brought gifts to adorn the walls of the place. It would be an impressive building by today's standards, but can you imagine what seeing a building like that would have been like for a Jewish peasant at the time of Jesus? Homes at the time were two stories of mud brick. The bottom would be a sort of living room slash stable slash kitchen. The second floor was a bedroom, and unless you lived near some Romans, you would probably never in your life have seen a building bigger than two stories. So can you imagine what it might have been like to go up the hill to Jerusalem and see that temple for the first time, glittering with gold, larger than life? You would think King David was right. The prophets were right. This truly is the dwelling place of God. Look, Jesus, what enormous stones, what spectacular buildings, what beautiful gold. Surely this will last forever. And Jesus replied, the days will come when not one stone will be left upon another. All will be thrown down. Not one stone left upon another. Can you imagine how shocking that would have been? to the people gathering to hear Jesus, the people gathering in the exact building that Jesus is talking about. And yet Jesus says, one day soon, all of this will be gone. And he's right, of course. Jesus usually is. And if you look at the front of your bulletin, you can see what the Temple Mount looks like today. After the, uh, about 40 years after the death of Jesus, the Romans raised the Temple building to the ground. Today, the gold-domed building that you can see in that picture, a mosque called Dome of the Rock, because this place is sacred to our Muslim brothers and sisters as well, stands where the temple used to be. And in the bottom right, you could see what is left of Herod's temple. Uh, It's called today the Wailing Wall, just a small portion of that enormous retaining wall that had held up the platform. That's all that's left. Barely a stone left upon stone. We all have our own temples, don't we? The things in our lives that we look at and say, this will be here forever. This is what I can count on. What plays that role for you, I wonder? What are the things that you look at and say, this makes me who I am? Family? Friendships? Our professional identities, our homes, that physical place that we can always return to. Our marriages, our health, our savings, a sense of financial security. We all have these things in our lives that are central to us that we rely on. And none of these are bad things and it's not wrong to rely on them. Quite the contrary, a life without these things would be empty. But there's still that word of warning from Jesus. One day, the whole thing will fall down. And I hate to be pessimistic, but I think most of us here have experienced the fact that that's the truth. Most of us here have had that moment where it feels like the rug has been pulled out from under us and the things that we've been relying on turn out to not be quite so reliable after all. Happens when spouses leave, when kids move away from home, when we have arguments with friends or someone dies, or we're laid off, or there's a bad diagnosis. In a second, it feels like not a stone is left on stone and everything has come falling down and we've lost our center, the thing that we count on. Jesus is so matter-of-fact about it. Yes, the temple will fall and there are going to be natural disasters and wars and famines and persecution. That's just how it's going to be, he says. All of this will happen, he goes on, but you will live. The whole world might fall apart, but not a hair on your head will perish. By your endurance, you will gain your souls. Jesus says, I'll guide you, I'll even give you the words to say. Quite an extravagant promise to make, but Jesus makes it. The temple can fall, the things that we rely on can fall away, but God's love will never waver. People in Jesus' day understandably counted on the temple. They counted on the temple and the things that they could see, the enormous stones and the beautiful decoration and the silver and the gold. And that temple was wonderful and it was sacred but it was also fragile. And we count on things that are wonderful too in our lives, but they are also fragile. That's part of being human. And in life we have to remember that temples fall, and sometimes the foundations we stand on feel a little bit shaky, and we notice that there are some cracks. Under all of it, there has to be something more steady and sure. We have to build our lives on the foundation of relationship with God so that when it feels like everything is falling apart, we know that we still have firm ground to stand on. Tom Fragoso, our youth minister, in the midst of the fires last year sent me this stunning picture that I think, to me, summarizes what Jesus is talking about in this passage. You might have seen it on social media. It's this amazing black and white photo, and in it, a young couple stands, I think they're in Santa Rosa, stands in the middle of the ruins of their house. It's been burned to the ground, and they're standing in the middle of the wreckage, and they're holding each other, and they're kissing. Their life as they know it, everything they've built is in ashes around them, but they have this firmer foundation. You can see it in how they look at each other. Divine love is alive, and it's working in them. They have a foundation. Or if you want to see another profound example of what it looks like to turn to God when everything has fallen apart, go to a 12-step meeting someday. Whether or not we deal with addiction ourselves, most of us have lives that have been touched by addiction in some way, friends, family members, colleagues. And if you look online, some 12-step meetings are listed as open, which means anyone can go to learn. You don't have to have an addiction. And there, if you do go, not only will you learn a little bit more about this thing that touches all of us, but you will hear raw and amazing stories about how people's lives have fallen apart and they found the love of God waiting for them there in the rubble. Every time I go, sometimes I'll go with a friend who needs support or someone who's going for the first time. I'm reminded of a line from the Psalms. God has shown me the wonders of God's love in the midst of a besieged city. In the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus tells a parable about two people who want to build houses. One works hard to build his house on a foundation of sand. The storms come, the rains fall, the wind blows, and the house falls down because its foundation isn't strong. The other builds his house on a rock, and the same storms come, the rains fall, and the winds blow, and the house stands. We have choices about where we build the foundation of our lives. If we choose to build on the strong foundation of God's love, we can trust Jesus' promise that he will be with us even through the worst moments, even through those times where the things that are precious to us seem a little bit shaky, where it feels like everything might fall apart, or where it feels like the rug has been pulled out from under us. God is always here, offering to be the cornerstone of a foundation that cannot be shaken. Amen.